I'm Dr. Melissa Whitman. And I'm Chad. And this is The Autistic Female. Oh, it's almost like we're getting to know what we're doing. Yeah, a little here. bit. A little we're bit. We're getting there. A little bit. Okay. So, I went on the trip. That's right. Yeah. It went quite well. Traveling with kids is... I fell asleep on the plane. I got on and it was... I mean, it might have even been before we took off. My body was just like, and you're done. You have a chance to rest. We're going to do that. Yeah, there was a midday flight too, so it wasn't yeah. like an early one. Yeah, I saw patients in the morning and then went and we had a flight out. Yeah. That's good. Yep. Yeah, and it was all quiet-ish here. Impressive. <laughs> By which, which party? <laughs> Me? You? <Hey>. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so there was an interesting comment made so i went with my colleague brandon crawford and his wife sarah and it's probably it's definitely the most consistent time i've spent with sarah because she's in the office a decent amount but she's usually doing a million things with the admin side and business side and then obviously brandon is seeing patients and i think it was the second or third day we were there five days and we had gone out to dinner you know we're going out to dinner at night and everything and she looked at me and she's like, I, I get that you're autistic. You know, I've heard you talk about it and the test scores because she took one of the tests and scored like super, super low. You know, it's kind of fun when people just take it and see what happens. And I told her what I scored on the test. It was out of 50. And I was like, oh, I scored 45. <laughs> I scored really high on that one. And so it prompted her. She's like, I get that, but I don't see... Like, how does that show up for you, basically? Like, what, is that, what does it look like in your daily life to have the symptoms or the, you know, anything show up? And Brandon chimes in, just spend a couple days with her. It's pretty obvious, which it can be if you work with me. You'll, you'll see the quirks come out. But I told her, hey, I actually think that'd be a better question for Chad because you've known me for so long. Obviously, far before I knew that that's where some of my quirks came from. But I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I mean, when the, going back to the first episode, when we were talking about the TikTok person and she was talking about her experiences and masking and, and all mm -hmm. of that, I think that was the, I'm like, oh, there's like a lot of similar patterns here. Whereas I think before I sort of assigned that to, just you as an individual, like, oh, that's like a Melissa quirk. Mm -hmm. And then sort of hearing that it's a pretty common pattern among a lot of people that are neurodivergent, realizing, oh, like that's not a, necessarily a Melissa quirk. It's just that I had never considered you in that in that lens. Mm -hmm. and maybe a good analogy, it almost makes me think of like maybe being like colorblind or something like that, where it's like, you know, you, you sort of have this one person in your entire life that's colorblind. And so they're trying to describe to you like not seeing certain color. And you're just like, I... Like, but I, but then you start to spend a lot of time with them. You realize, oh yeah, they're not going to be able to distinguish between this color and that color. And so you learn to like preemptively maybe describe these things, and you're kind of going these things, and then you find out that like colorblindness is like a whole thing, <laughs> right? And there's like all all these people that okay. have colorblindness, and there's language for it, and there's books about it, and there's mental models on how to work through it, and tactics to sort of help alleviate the sort of challenges with it and like i know web design for example like there's ways to make websites more colorblind friendly right and so you just sort of realize there's this whole 
thing that a lot of people are experiencing all at the same time and realize that you are actually probably instead of this, oh, my one friend sees colors weird. <laughs> it's like, oh, my you know, my one friend is is colorblind. Yeah. My one friend who happens to be my Yeah. Well, yeah, sorry, the, the colorblind is the, the the analogy was <laughs> that was that piece of it. Uh, is, uh, yeah. So Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like... How would you say that shows up though? Because it was a really good question and I tried to describe a little bit, but I also, that's where the alexithymia piece comes in, where I, being able to describe my emotions, I'm able to do it when I've sat with them. Right. Because I've really worked on that and I can get into a more meditative state and really be with them, but just quick off the cuff, I didn't have it's a, a shit great show. answer. <laughs> Oh, you meant you meant to that question. I thought you meant your first reactions to a lot of things are quite Hi. yeah. It reminds me of our eldest. They're not a. I don't. I feel like I don't usually have a bad reaction, but my first reaction is not the reaction you want or the reaction that you know I probably would truly have. My reaction. My first reaction to almost everything, although I've worked through this extensively, my first reaction is fear to just right. about everything. And I've worked through that, you know. Yeah, and a, I think a, I think you've made tremendous progress. I mean, I do think of like I still have work to do. We right, all do. Like how much moving you've done, and how many you know new yeah, experiences you push yourself to go mm -hmm. through. So yeah, you, I mean, I don't want to discredit your. It, it it reminds me of like a process, right? There's there's the the beginning, the, the very start, the moment that you go from like zero to one and something, mm -hmm. right? Like it's a very important phase shift. Is this is this me or people who are colorblind? Again? This are we is back to this is just about me? life. <laughs> okay. And then there's I'm and then there's kidding. like from one to ninety nine. Okay. And then there's the moment that you do the phase shift from ninety nine to one hundred. Okay. Right? Like assuming a zero to one hundred process, right? And those there's three phases. It's the the part where you're in zero and you got to go to one. And then there's the phase of where you work from one to ninety nine. And then there's the spot that you complete it and go from ninety nine to one hundred. And what I was trying to say just now was that. Uh, a lot of times you land on 100 mm -hmm. in a like the result of 100 is like great. It's like, mm -hmm. OK, really, that's like awesome. Uh, is this a decision making a decision or it, it, like if I have to bring to you sort of a difficult reality or sort of like sure. have to like, you know, sure. if I had to say all of a sudden that we had to move because X, Y and Z was happening. Yeah. And, you know, we had to like, you know trade in the car that you love right like it like you know yes. imagine anything like which that. which we've gone through yeah and and sort we've of lived that going to have to go through that yeah. and this is like common of everyone sure but i do think your like zero to one moment your yeah. shift from not knowing that to knowing that is normally pretty like rough like it's like yeah. and i think it reminds me of our eldest yeah our eldest child like he has the same reaction yes. to it it's just like that wasn't on my plan that wasn't on my radar yes immediately sort of bad reaction to it yes our youngest I feel like he is kind of like, oh, all right, like, all right, like, how do we, like, he rolls with yeah. the punches a lot better. So his shift from zero to one is easier than than the eldest's shift to zero to one. And I'm not trying to make it about our kids, but using it as an example for yeah, our Yeah, as an example. Well, it's yeah. kind of an example between you and I right. as well. But, like, right. you, I feel like you would have a better zero to one, but then you kind of would get nonchalant about the process. Perhaps, yeah. And I have, I, I can see what you're saying about the zero to one thing. I'm getting hung up on a zero to one, but. Well, go go to. go from like it, you not having it in your brain, yeah, to the first moment you know about yes, the thing. Yes, that's for the zero sure. to one for yeah. sure. And I think that is really difficult for me. Like when there's a change in the schedule or when there's you know something. But if I once I can wrap my head around that, 
I I will like complete that fucking process to the best of my ability and do whatever I can for whoever's around me. And you'll accelerate. So back to this yeah. this thing. Yeah. As you work to one, it's part of the reason you have such an adverse reaction to it. This is my armchair analysis. Oh, is that <laughs> oh, is that you once you sort of get over the hump, so to speak. Yeah. You're moving pretty quickly trying to drive it 100%. at least to 99. Yes. Uh, yes. You, you have problems with closing and finishing at 100, but but yes. you'll want to drive to the 99 state yes. a lot faster and more aggressive and oversteer than I would. Where So I might hit the zero to one and be like, okay, cool, we'll figure it out. My zero to one is also processing every right, option. Right, right. You're going through, Which right. is really good. Like, I'm great in crisis. I'm great if I need to pivot on something. I'm great once I have wrapped my head around right. it. But yes, that initial, and it could be 30 seconds. And for some things, it could be an entire day. Well, for example, like we're back where we were filming the first time. We filmed upstairs yesterday and like my energy was off, my demeanor. Like I just, I didn't like any of it. It didn't feel right. Like I'm back in my space of my office downstairs and it's just feels way better. So like we got upstairs and, you know, I, I got around it, but. And you haven't seen how I've rearranged yet. But I don't have to be in that space. Like, that's your space. So I'm okay with it. I'm well, glad that I'm we're finally okay recording. Yeah, because because <laughs> I'm sure I'll catch up. This doesn't have great feng shui or this looks messy or I can see those cords. It's, it doesn't make any sense. I have a desk in the middle of the room. That doesn't make any sense. Like, so. All uh, right, we'll get back to that. Whole judgment. That might have to be. Okay, okay. so I, I want like like three bullet points of how you think. I probably should have prepped you for this better. Well, let, let me finish the zero to 100 okay, thing just really quick. Okay. It takes me a lot of time, I think, to go from one to 99. Yes. So I, I catch that and zero you, to one. And you pretty... will drag your feet where I'm like, come on, like we made a decision or we have to do this. No, let's just go. Let's get this done. Let's fucking do it. And then yeah. I think as I get towards, you know, the 90 range, I'm pretty good at closing it from 90 to 100, partly because it's taken me a while to kind of get there. And I think sometimes you can you're work. really good at that in business, though. And that's where I like I will go, go, go. And whether it's business, mostly and historically for me in business, I will get to the end and then I will freak out that it's not perfect. And and in some cases, I've had really great businesses that I just. Like threw my hands up on because I couldn't make it perfect and I didn't have the, you know, the money to hire someone to get me to that hundred point which has been a shame, but it's, it's a learning experience. You know, we've had plenty of failures in our businesses and in our, our lives together <laughs> that we've learned a lot from. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And so I think that what I'm trying to articulate in this whole analogy of the zero to 100 thing is that when I think through the zero to one stuff, that's like where my brain kind of like jumps out a little bit, which is like, I start thinking about, yeah, really any change in the situation, change in plans for the day, change in, you know, like I said, like, a, you know, some of the stuff, I mean, it's tough, too, because we've I've I've brought you through some pretty big changes. I mean, the, our lives, when we tell even a bit of our lives to someone, like if we go to dinner with someone new, they're like, holy shit, you've lived where you've you done moved, what? Like, yeah, like folded this business. Or and so, like, yeah, yeah, we've gone on quite the adventure, but I've usually been able to wrap my head around it. And then I'm a great partner. If you can hang with me from that zero to one through that shift for me to wrap my head around it, I do. I mean, yeah, 
Yeah, and I I'm I think that and sometimes what I've I've learned and I this is kind of working backwards into where you exhibit is is I've learned to and this better for better or worse there's probably a bunch of downsides but I sort of conduct and I think that word has sort of come to my 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 mind and my attention of sort of some of my behavior and I think like on one hand it it could be perceived as being potentially manipulative but I actually think it's it's years of me sort of knowing you switch from zero to one really poorly. And trying to take all the different bits and pieces of data that I have from when you are in a more calm, reflective mm-hmm. state mm-hmm. and saying like, okay, like that's my projection of what you probably. So I think about like how you probably want a 100 to end. Sure. Mm-hmm. And let's just say that we hypothetically we had to move again. Right. And it's like, okay, like sh- I, let's just say that I did know that you did want to move, but knew that it was going to be really challenging. It's like, okay, or I knew that you did not want to move. Mm-hmm. Like that that's the 100. And I know where you probably want to go. So I might sort of like lead into the zero to one a little bit more cautiously. Maybe mm-hmm. I talk to you at a time that maybe you've done some therapy or something like that, which is like, mm-hmm. and like I know you're kind of more more, more stable in that. Mm-hmm. So I think that like, I, I think just my behavior around that has is coddled you in a certain way because of that. And I think that that you made a comment of like, just, you know, holding on and stuff working through to zero the one yeah absolutely and i think those are some of like my tips and tricks to like how i got there mm-hmm. and it's you know it's yeah so you were saying you were listing like a three things that you wanted yeah if you could i mean two or three things and again i probably should have we probably should have like no it's okay maybe talked about this before we're getting distracted by <laughs> dogs and kids right now but okay so some of the ways you notice basically how you notice autism shows up because people meet me and especially if they meet me in some kind of event like at the biohacking conference where it's something I'm really interested in you're gonna be like excuse me you know are you kidding me I'd have no idea but it's something I'm really interested in feeds into my special interest I was also there you know in more of a work mindset um, which is different so yeah like how would that show up basically so the zero to one thing I totally get what you're saying so basically dealing with changes in routine schedule okay yeah the, the, the quick and, the quick and easy ones are like like way oversensitive to smells way oversensitive to sounds way oversensitive to changes of plans mm-hmm. and by changes of plans i'm not talking like oh we're gonna like i would call them pretty immaterial changes yeah i actually feel like i do better with big changes because right. in general i do i react really well right in crisis type situations whether it's from work or from whatever but right so if on saturday it's like okay i have pilates at eight the kids have swim at 10 we have you know there's four things that i was planning to do that day or if i was planning to go into austin that day and something changes yeah i really struggle with that big time i'd I'd struggle with that almost more than like if we're traveling and a flight gets canceled, that doesn't actually send me into that much of a meltdown. I think I'm in a different state. <laughs> it bothers me more when I, I want my routine because I need that flow. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What so else? the smells and the sounds jump out to me. Okay. And again, it's also tough too because some of it, like I know I have a bad sense of smell. So it's like a tough pairing. Whereas like yeah. I'm under appreciative yeah. of, of what a smell smells like. Like my car was, was stinky. Oh, and you kept complaining and I was just like, yo, just settle down. Like, it's like I shuttle the kids twice a day. Like, it's probably yeah. smoothie on the seat or something. Like, yeah. Like, you know, and then I found out it was my workout gloves and I smelled them and they're horrendous. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, 
that I can go wash and solve. And like, and then I brought you back in the car and you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, it's not perfect, but it's yeah. like, it's not unbearable it anymore. Better. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like that one was like a double, like <laughs> me having bad senses and you having, you know, and then sounds. Yeah. Which I already said. So, I mean, and I think like you can get out touched sometimes, which I think is like a little like. That's actually an interesting one because I feel like that doesn't come into play near as much anymore. When the kids were little and were like, like our kids were their youngest, on me, especially was... like he didn't literally didn't leave me for two years. I think so. Like when I think of like a party, like a classic party. Oh, a class. Oh, I just know, like, oh, thinking know. about it. I just made the worst face. It's like, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't even plan on inviting or assuming that you would, you would go. Which has become an issue because now I'm like, hey, I have a lot of tools to basically allow me. Like we sat courtside last summer for the big three game. And I would have never considered doing that previously. And you were kind of hesitant to be like, hey, you want to come sit courtside because it's so loud. There's cameras. There's all of this. And I was like, no, let's go. And I did all my things to keep me balanced. And it was a lot. Like, don't get me wrong. It was a lot. Okay. So (laughs) this is like the fourth time we've been interrupted by the kids and dogs. And there's a thing. Here's the thing. When I am hyper fixated on what I want to do, I cannot stop and start again. And sometimes what's really bad is if I know I don't have enough time, I won't start something, which is not good. I, I work on that. I really work on that. But like right now, I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> so I mean, I feel spent. like that too. And then I just, you know, it's a beautiful day. I feel like my it's brain a- stops working though. Okay. Well, then maybe that's just a human condition. So part of this is learning what's just human. Well, and the, uh, to that point, I think that's been a really big challenge for me as as your partner is that I've not really known where to yeah, give you space and where to push harder. Like, when are you being an yeah. asshole? And when are you being autistic? And yeah. when are you being sensitive? I mean, but in general, I always tell you to still tell me. Yeah, right, right. Like, it, I don't really care what the thing is. Like, I still want to know because maybe it's something that I am just overwhelmed and, you know. So you're talking about the big three and me not in, potentially inviting you. Right. Or like a concert. We went to a concert last summer and it, we had a great time. But yes, it was a lot. I was I did get a little bit overwhelmed, but I've learned different things to do to make it so I can actually have it be enjoyable. And so now I'm like, no, invite me. <laughs> like, Let me, you know. Try it if I want to sort of a thing where I think. A lot of of the women I talk to just don't, yeah, because they don't have any of these tools, right? They don't have, or they do it, and then you know they need like a full day off of recovery. I mean, days. It used to, it used to take me days. Like, had we done that big three, like sat courtside, that would have taken me a week to recover. Well, so this afternoon, part of the reason we're recording, like kids are home and it's kind of chaotic. I'm trying to remind myself it's my fault because I said that I'd pick the kids up early. Because our oldest, it wasn't feeling great. He was feeling sad this morning. And so I said I'd pick them up early. And I did. And then I took them to Whole Foods. I went to the grocery store, which I don't do. Which which actually, that's another interesting one. Is <sighs> that when we were during the lockdown. Yeah. I worked a lot. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, you were fundraising. It was like. And whole, you were the home with lot. the kids. Yeah. And the groceries would need to get ordered. And this was like, yeah. I think that Instacart wasn't delivering. I don't know what. But we needed to go to the store. And I remember it was like, just 
what a great way to burn two hours. Oh, yeah. You know, with the kids, because the kids were what, like three and one or four and two, something like that? Or one and two. One and two. Two and a half and one or something like that. Yeah. Like they loved riding in the cart and like, yeah, they're going to cry. And they're like, and, and, and then here to find out like, yeah, you were struggling just with the experience. I can't even go by myself to the grocery store. And I think that like stuff like that is like, I don't, I can't even, I'm not like, I don't even know what's even like, I don't like being at the grocery store because I don't want to shop for groceries. Yeah. But the actual store itself is fine. <laughs> like It's just a I have my AirPods in. I'm listening to a podcast or something. I'm just grabbing things like the shiny floors and the bright lights don't bug you and the the, the temperature changes and the smells and the no, it's so much. So I picked them up today and took them to Whole Foods to get them a smoothie. And we needed a few groceries because, again, I got back yesterday. I was gone for five days and didn't order. I got a bunch, you know, did everything before I left, but needed a few things. Came home and I'm still I still feel like I'm coming down from being like you know gone for five days and again it wasn't with kids but it was still a ton you were of working a lot. it was a it, lot yeah. of peopling it was so much peopling and i really enjoyed some of that i met some amazing people and it was absolutely worth it but i'm still coming down from that and i laid down in the bed with our oldest and i fell asleep i never fall asleep yeah it was actually, i yeah. do not nap like i do not nap I was actually going to ask, is that is that a symptom of autism? Like, Because our eldest really struggles. With nap. Well, there's almost always sleep issues. Yeah. Taking a long time to fall asleep is a classic thing. What's what's going on in your brain as you're falling asleep? Like, you know, like you're like, all right, good night. You turn off your light. You roll over. Like, are you just sitting there thinking? A lot of times it's a chance for me to think through something. And it's so enjoyable for me to just be in my brain and I I love being in my own head and I'll be pondering whether it's a theory or a patient case or how could I help this person or, you know, I'm just kind of in it. And I've learned over the years from all of my meditation and spiritual work and everything to, I can fall asleep fairly quickly at this point. But certainly as a kid, that was, it almost didn't bother me because it was enjoyable for me to just be in my own presence in my own space but yeah i came home and fell asleep for like i don't know an hour somewhere That's crazy yeah. definitely That's over crazy. 30 minutes yeah. yeah my body just shut down yeah i was done it said you're done go to sleep and that was it um and i do feel a little bit better but i also missed five days of my normal workouts so I normally am doing Pilates and everything else. So I need to work out after this. So I know the things to get back on track. I need to get back into my workouts. I need to get back to my normal food, which was part of the reason I decided to go in the grocery store with them to go to Whole Foods. I'm going to, I have my Stimpod, I have my laser, my Fisher Wallace. I have all of that ready. I'm doing all of that tonight. I'm going to work out, do that, probably go in the sauna. If I have time, take a bath. I have like four hours of stuff I need to do in an hour. So that's <laughs> like, I thought of another thing, the kind of a, you know, symptom or whatever you, you, know, you called it, like a, a bulleted list. Um, I think you have, this is another one where we're just opposite on it too. Mm-hmm. Like I think I have an above average intuition on social dynamics. Like, oh my like gosh. this person wants this, but they're saying that and like, yeah. 
this other thing happened yeah. and like that person actually was, you know, like very like I'm thinking about like Game of Thrones, right? It's like I feel like if you dropped me into the Game of Thrones world and sort of had to deal with the politics mm -hmm. of it, mm -hmm. I would be pretty intuitive to me and I would probably do quite well sort of navigating that whole ecosystem. Yeah. And for me, I feel like there's not any navigating. Like I I show up and I'm like, this is who I am. And I'm very like every I don't think everyone else needs to think how I do, though. And maybe it comes across like that. I hold you to a different standard. You have to remember that. I hold you to a very different standard than like anyone else I meet in my life because you're like, I need you still around when I'm 100. So that's different. You have to. You Actually, have to can we talk about the glasses that I bought last night? All right, Sarah, here, here's an example of. This is a perfect example. So you, so Melissa came, you, why don't you, you set up the science of like what, what you were recommending to okay, people. Okay. So, so just briefly, right. Blue lock, blue light toxicity. That's not, that's not like a new thing. People have been talking about that for a while. So putting, wearing glasses, if you're working on a computer, but really if you're under fluorescent lights, you know, there's all different things. If you work on a computer literally all day, like you are never not on a screen. It's, maddening at, at, the, at gym and like yeah when i'm boxing lifting or playing basketball but aside from that you are on a screen right and so i was like hey wear some blue blocking glasses because of you know xyz the influence on dopamine you know there's there's a bunch of different things going on that we're finding there's some new research there's old research i mean i've had pairs for years because I, you know, will wear mine. But I said that you should get some. And while I was gone, well, what, what was my one stipulation? Make sure they're optical grade lenses. Because you're looking at a computer. You need to be able to, like, not have it be visually distorted that then I'm going to have another problem I need to fix to, change, to fix your vision. Okay? So I get home yesterday. Well, so, so, you, so you told me that. And then yeah. you sent me a link. Yeah. And the in the in the yeah. glasses were roughly 140 bucks, 135 ish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like that just seems like a lot for some glasses that do the blue blocking. I understand. And so then you found me a second website that had a little bit cheaper but they were also optical grade, well reviewed, mm -hmm. whatever it was. And those were like 115. And I went on the site and I was looking at them and I was like the I don't know what frames I look good in. It's been a while since I bought glasses. I I, yeah. I do need glasses, but I don't really mm -hmm. wear them. Mm -hmm. But I do have a frame somewhere, and I was just really hemming and hawing about which frame and trying them on. And like I was gonna go to Warby Parker, and I was like, mm -hmm. this is overcomplicated. There's like twenty dollar ones on Amazon, which I you explicitly had said are do not optical not grade. Buy. Well, you didn't necessarily you said you just said they're not optical grade, so okay. You know, they're they're okay. not to be I, I don't know what you said. You said something. And so I bought them and my logic was I'm cuz I had told you I was like I don't think I'm going to wear these first of all. When you first well, brought you, this up. you you initially told me no. So, okay. You initially were like, "No, I'm not doing that. I don't want to wear glasses on my face. Like I don't want glasses on my face." And I was like, "Cool. I get that. I hate having anything touch my face. Talk about sensory." But you really should do this. And we talked about it. And then we had a situation where you have watched repeatedly me be correct about health things. Oh, there's a, yeah, the all about in podcast. 10 years. You're going normally about 10 years ahead. It takes about, I'm usually about 10 years ahead. Something that I'm like, hey, we should do this, avoid this, da da da. 
It has happened repeatedly, but it's taken about a decade. And we've been together two decades yeah. now. So, so we have seen cycles, multiple yeah. things over time. Most recent one was sunscreen, but yeah. So there have been these things. And so you said, you're like, hey, we're sitting outside, you know, at night when after the kids went to bed. And you're like, you know, maybe I shouldn't wait on this one. Maybe I should actually get these glasses. Lean Can you send it. me a right. link? Right. So I sent you the link. There's a bug. And my nose is itching. I think that's a Melissa one, I think. Although oh. our eldest does the same thing and our youngest does not, which is- If I um, see a bug, it makes my nose itch so bad and it's so and embarrassing. It is, it is legitly, like it, she will have that sensation and not see the bug and then we'll find the bug. It's it's almost like <laughs> she can smell the bug. It's really almost what it Well, it's it a horrible like. adaptation. It it certainly serves very little purpose. No, I think, I think, think from an good? evolution. Imagine we lived in a cave. Yeah, but I would be sitting here itching my nose instead of being able to. Think about I how. I think what inspired cleaning houses with no bugs. Oh, we've had a few Freaking Texas. Um, okay, we're getting off topic. So, so that's what spurred it is because so, over time I have been correct about, and this isn't even, this isn't an ego thing. For, for anyone who knows me, you know that I've. Everything I do is just with like the utmost compassion and love and truly trying to benefit humanity. And like my whole purpose of one of the reasons I love my field is because I feel like it's the greatest gift I can give humanity is more balanced brains, more balanced brains making more balanced decisions in the future. So when I say that, that's not like, oh, Whitman's right again, sort of a thing. Okay. So you decided. So I hemmed and hawed, and I wasn't going to yeah. buy them. Yeah. That's what the decision I made on the yes. other week. You told me no, and I was. Uh, like, well, no, no, and then I said initially. yes. Initially, and then you said And then yes. I went to go order them, and I was like, I'm not spending 130 dollars on these, because I'm not going to wear them. Okay. And then I was on Amazon, and I saw some frames, and I was like, you know what? I should just, I should just buy some cheap frames. Yeah. That technically don't work, in the way that you want me to, and I should just wear them for like a month. Do I wear them regularly? Do I like them? Do I like these frames? I'm going to learn all the answers to those questions over a month time period. Sure. And if that goes well, then I'll go buy the optical rate grade ones for $130. And now technically I'm spending $150, but in my mind, I'm sort of thinking about I'm potentially saving, you know, $110 is is how I'm like a wasted, you know, optical lens frame out there. And so I was like, hey. I have something to show you. And I and I knew it was going to be at least a mid-level reaction. I feel like part of it is just getting that reaction on. No, it. no. I was just like, because like, we were going to watch a show. So I yeah. put them on. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I bought these over the weekend. And like, and they look great. And I, you said, I forgot what you said. Do you remember what you said? I said, are they optical grade? And I said, no. And, <laughs> and, and, I think you, and I think you said something really firm. You were just like, like, like you cannot wear ones that are not optical. And I was like, yeah, but here's my reasoning. Is I want to sure. test them. I want sure. to see if I actually wear them before I commit. I want to test the frames. I just want to kind of sit in them and just feel like this is the right purchase. And you're like, but they're not optical great. Like you, you can't wear them. <laughs> and and that you just like and like in that and the, so the point of this story, we've gone this much bigger story than it's probably needed, is that I do think, and we've talked about this with our organic food and trade offs. Like I intuitively understand trade offs really well. I think yeah. you intuitively really don't like mm -hmm. the idea of trade-offs or, mm -hmm. or respect the idea of trade-offs social you get stuck into yeah. the like well they they have to be upgraded and this has to be this way and this has to be that way and so when because in my brain i'm thinking of all the factors like oh so you're gonna wear these for a month to see if you like them and yet you're gonna like potentially damage you know do harm in the meantime now it might be minuscule and you might not notice it but i might notice it on a neurological exam 
and you might not like them because they're slightly blurry and then you don't wear them because they're slightly blurry. So I'm trying to control for the factors, but that's also my zero to one. Right, right. That's my like, oh. Well, because you got over, in this case, you got over to the zero one and now you're at like at 100 and like you like you yeah. just you just you just want everything to be the 100. Like you made the decision mm -hmm. and you got there yourself. And I'm in that phase of like, yeah, I think I want this. I'm like at level, you know, 30 mm -hmm. on this. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, OK, like I'm going to go get data and learn about my experience yeah. and figure yeah. it out. So that's another one is sort of like rig rigidity, rigidity. But you just you get rigid in mm -hmm. either a, a I'm going to use the word dogma, mm -hmm. even though that's not quite the right word, but like a principle, an ideology, mm -hmm. a framework. It's like mm -hmm. this is the way that this is and this is the way it kind of has to be and this is the way it will be. And I will move mountains for it to be that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think those are the main ones that jump out to me. Like I can't really think about. I could tell stories about all the other list ones I already listed off, oh, but gosh. I don't think this was supposed to be also an episode of me going through what a functional neurological exam finding, you know, what those findings typically look like on someone with autism. But we really rambled on this one for a while. Hopefully, it was useful. But let's record that on another one. What do you think? Okay. All right. Well, that's that.